Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Life Pretty Romo podcast. I'm your host Will Venus and today I wanted to share this very personal message with you. I'm sharing this because I need some people to know that they're not alone with something and that something being anxiety. Yeah, that dreaded word. So I'm acutely aware that some people may be triggered by my speaking about this so I'm asking you to consider now in this moment if you're going to be able to listen to it without being plunged into a panic state if you are and if you feel you won't be able to cope with it please check out my other episodes as there's quite a few to choose from now so this is your trigger warning now so a few months ago I started writing a diary type note or journal whichever way you wish to look at it and I started to write it during the innermost like the innermost frantic anxious and what I felt like a very frightening time I often get into such a terrible state that I forget exactly how it feels at that precise moment in time when the anxiety you know is at its worst and additionally being autistic I struggle to place descriptors on feelings and emotions which a lot of other autistic people do although not all autistic people feel like that so I've been posting reels on Instagram pertaining to my mental health and I had some beautiful replies. I won't be mentioning who I got the replies from out of, you know, respect for them, but basically they've been telling me this. They thanked me for being brave and sharing my story. They said that it's nice to know that they're not alone with their feelings, which, to be honest, is exactly what I wanted. Because when you're feeling so anxious, you think that you're the only person in the world that's feeling like this, whether the feelings are rational or irrational. Either way, the feelings remain the same. Everyone's entitled to the way they feel, so don't let anyone tell you that your feelings aren't valid. Or if someone tells you to just get over it, they're evidently someone who doesn't understand the horrors of panic. By the way, I'm not a therapist or any sort of description, so please don't replace or use my words as any alternative to anything that you've been taught by your mental health, mental health, mental care, mental health care services. I am going to be completely transparent. I did write a script for this episode because it's not something that I'm able to just off the cuff talk about. I'm just merely sharing my experiences. So before I narrate what I wrote, I do fully understand that we need. The feelings of panic. I do understand the concept of the fight, flight and freeze response. And another response that no one really talks about and that is fawn. And if you don't know what that means, let me know and I'll talk about it in a future episode. So now I'm going to read you my diary or journal note. Uh, if I pause or whatever and I'm struggling to find the words, it's because I'm reading my own handwriting. I didn't type this out, so here we go. I needed to write this while I'm able to. I wanted to capture the emotional and physical feelings before they dissipated entirely. I need people to understand what the unwelcome intruder or unwelcome chaperone feels like, commonly known as anxiety. I want you to know what it's like, just from a perfectly ordinary person, that ordinary person being me. I have considered film, and also I did think about uh, filming this for YouTube but I don't feel it's appropriate I have considered filming this what it looks like and what it feels like for me but I don't want any of my viewers to feel uncomfortable in an already traumatised saturated world we live in as I write these words 
I really need to garner all the strength and executive function I have. Which is no easy feat when you're you know, when you're waiting on the adrenaline and cortisol levels to come down to a manageable level. Something happened with my work, the details of which I won't divulge as I work with confidentiality. When this thing happened, everything else paused. My senses, my presentness, everything. It's a bit like when you see a dramatic moment on film. The camera is both zoomed in and pulled out like you're entering a vortex. Then came the feeling of absolute doom in my stomach. I could feel the blood being drained from my digestive system, pumping itself to my limbs, which is what happens when you're preparing for the flight response. The overwhelming feeling is that the end is imminently nigh. I felt dizzy. I could barely speak. I couldn't regulate my breathing. Every single coping mechanism I'd learned over recent years had abandoned me. Like going back to square one, two steps forward and three back. I couldn't, in this state, manipulate the catastrophizing my mind was creating. All I can think of is, I can't escape this feeling. Like I've done something wrong. I feel so frightened. I feel really alone with these feelings. I feel like there's absolutely no escape from this. If only momentarily. I can't drink alcohol, as I'm a recovering, recovering addict. One drink will lead to two, then ten. Then before you know it, it'll be a full-blown addiction once again. I gave up smoking years ago too, so I can't have a cigarette. And I don't take any other substances. I can't have the so-called comfort food as a temporary escape as I'm now following a healthier diet and exercise regime. If I go for a walk-run, the whole time I'll be thinking about the moment when I inevitably return home. The whole process will start all over again. Then encroaches the thoughts of the ultimate end. Thankfully they're just fleeting thoughts, mainly because I'm so afraid of death. That definite, definite end. The long dark silence. Or will it be the long eternal silence? Yeah, that's repetitive, sorry about that. Is there more to this effed up world? Even during times of crisis, my mind finds itself going on intermittent tangents. Hey, my brain is neurodiverse, it happens. A little later on in this panic, mania, more thoughts slash questions occur. Will I ever be able to be quote unquote healed? Why do I have to, why do I have to be one of those people who has an inherent anxious life experience? Why do I feel things so intensely? Why am I even writing this? I suppose in the hope that someone somewhere can relate. Or not. Or explain what anxiety actually feels like. What it does. How debilitating it can get. Yes, I fully understand other people might have a much worse experience than I do. Yet, if this is supposed to be a consolation, you can keep it. I can't keep going through this, this constant cycle. After a while, more philosophical thoughts follow. Or you could call it paranoia, so here it goes. I begin to wonder. Someone, somewhere, somehow just does not want me to feel contented, happy, at ease. Like, here you go. Here's what those feelings feel like. Then I tell you what. I'll just pull the rug from under your feet so you can fall flat on your face just to start the whole process all over again, just for the sheer hell of it. When I talk to my close ones about my feelings, 
they have this genius way of simplifying things. Do this, and you won't feel this way. I've told you already not to worry about this, so don't. If only life were this simple, this easy. If it were that easy, don't you think I would do all this by now? Don't you think I would do all this within a heartbeat? Or, when people just say, Just be mindful. Hmm, yeah. The thing is with mindfulness, it doesn't work for everyone. Especially when you're autistic. When you're neurodiverse, it can be really difficult to just switch off. One ever-present theme in my psyche is questions. Questioning. Questioning everything. Constantly and consistently seeking answers. Here's some of my greats. What's the meaning of life? Or what's the meaning of my life? Usually my resounding answer, for now, is to make people happy, as I feel this makes me feel happy, which kind of proves that there's no such thing as a selfless act. Which then brings me to my next question. What makes me happy? All of the things that I do in my life, without sounding conceited, are for other people. I make wigs to help other people who've lost their hair. This gives them their normality and confidence back. I make online content just to make people smile or let people know that they have a safe, non-judgmental place to go when they need to escape. Then all the while I'm considering, what am I seeking here? Am I seeking a feeling? A sensation? Something else, perhaps? A thing that I'm not aware of? An entity or state of mind I cannot name? Similar to philosophical eternity? Then on uh, the notes here I've got edit three months later. I know how the anxious autistic mind works. If and only if my answer is that my efforts or drive in life is to make people happy. As this, this is making no sense. I should have edited it. So is this a good answer to make other people happy because it makes me feel happy? I don't know. These are only a sample of many things that make me happy. I've identified other things which I do solely for myself. Because doing things for myself is not selfish. It's that essential. That self-care. Care of the self. I'll continue to spritz myself with my favourite scent or do my makeup or do other things that make me feel refreshed. I will also do... I'm struggling here. I'm getting emotional, okay? I will do a plethora of other things just for me. And that is okay. Whilst this quote-unquote cycle has for now came to an end, there may be another one. Whilst this is a reflection of my personal anxiety story recently, I am by no means speaking for everyone else. Every human being has their own unique experiences with anxiety. They're all different. Some are better, some are worse. So yeah, that is the diary entry. It took me a few months to write that in its entirety. I went back and forth to it when I was able to finish it. When I worked out the conclusion. It's writing a diary and things like that is one of those things that I find really intimidating to write all at once. You know how it goes, dear listener. So I'll say this again. I hope that that resonates with someone somewhere. Because when you're sat or lay there with the surgeon panic coursing through your veins then reflecting it invariably you feel absolutely ridiculous but 
it's not ridiculous. I mean, perhaps it's because hardly anyone talks about these things. So you think you're the only one. So hopefully by my recording this and putting it out there, it'll help someone out. Just to help someone out, they realise that they're not on their own with this. You're never alone with anything. And I don't know why, but for what feels like forever, people have always focused on the physical health. That's always taken first place ahead of mental health, which is awful. It's crazy because your mental health and your physical health are intrinsically linked. Mental health is normal. It's part of life. What isn't normal is feeling like this constantly. So please, I urge you, in fact, I'm, I'm just going to say it, I beg you, please go and talk to someone about it. I mean, my advice would just be go and find someone that you trust to talk it through with. Someone who won't judge you. Someone you can trust. Someone who you can let into your confidence if you're struggling with anxiety. I mean, it could be a partner, or spouse, a friend, colleague, a neighbour, a confidant, a helpline. I mean, I've only relatively recently realised this. People are only too willing to help. Imagine if you were close to someone and they told you that they were feeling like this. You'd, of course, want to listen, so people will want to listen to you. When you voice how you're feeling, you make it real, yeah? It's no longer confined to your mind, so when you physicalise it, it's almost tangible. You can almost touch it, so it it exists. It's not just a thing that's going on in your mind. And honestly, having someone truly listen to how you really feel, it really, really helps. I mean, they might not have all the answers that you need, but talking, talking to someone really removes the gravity of it. It takes away the weight of your problem. Then, of course, all the important stuff. Please talk it through with your doctor or GP, if needs be. Getting on a waiting list for therapy, always a help. I know you'll probably have to wait a while for it, especially if you're from the UK. The NHS is overwhelmed at the moment. It has been for a while, but even more so now. But even being on a waiting list is a positive step to wellness again. That waiting list will decrease, and then your chance will come. And you never know, there'll there'll be cancellations. So it could come around quicker, you could go further and further up the list. And before you know it, you're able to talk to someone. Which, I know it sounds a bit patronising, but it's just facts. Get on a waiting list, get the help you absolutely deserve. Or you could find a support group. An online forum to talk with people, with like-minded people. People who just get it. I did this. I managed to get on an anxiety recovery course. It was CBT. That didn't work entirely for me because I'm neurodiverse, but it works for a lot of people. It's proven that it really does help. And also, it was really good listening to other people's experiences. It was really enlightening because that reaffirmed to me that I'm not the only person with these anxious feelings, these anxious thoughts, these anxious symptoms. Now, this... This next bit that I want to read out to you is really important. So if you're feeling like you're unable to get instant help and you feel you can no longer cope and you feel you like like you might do something drastic, that's the time to call the emergency services. Your life is in danger. You need to seek the help you absolutely deserve. 
and I know that sounds drastic, but it's true. If you feel like you're about to make that ultimate permanent decision, you need to call 999 or get someone in your life to call 999 for you or whatever the emergency number is in your country. Please, never ever ever make a permanent choice to a temporary problem. Your life is invaluable. Your place on this planet is so important. You need to be here. You have a purpose. Please, please do not leave this planet prematurely. Please. And also, just tell people what you need. Tell people what you need. Because all too often we assume that people will somehow telepathically know what we need. They don't. Tell them what's going to help you. Whether it's taking away some of your you know, daily responsibilities to feel less overwhelmed so you can deal with your anxiety or whatever it is that's going on in your life. Tell them you need a hug, a cuckle. It's, o- it's alright to have that feeling of needing to be cradled for a while. That's fine. It's absolutely fine. Find something that's going to soothe your anxieties. And, I'll, I mean, I'll, I can share just now what some of the things that work for me. When I feel anxious and overwhelmed, I know that I just need to stop. Whatever I'm doing, stop. There's absolutely nothing that can't wait. I mean, unless it's to do with children or someone vulnerable in your care, just stop. Stop and be still. I like to sit or lie in a place which is safe and quiet and comfortable, not too hot, not too cold. Somewhere where you'll not be disturbed and just breathe. Breathe. Breathing from the diaphragm. You could try box breathing. Inhale through the nose for four seconds. Hold for four seconds. Breathe out your mouth for four seconds. Hold for four seconds and repeat until you start to feel less anxious. Until you feel your heart slowing down a bit. That way you can regulate your oxygen and carbon dioxide. Take care of your senses. What can you smell that? Is it pleasant? What can you see? Is it too manic? Tone it down. What can you taste? If you can't taste anything you need brought back to the moment, get a strong mint or something you like the taste of. What can you hear? Is it soothing? If not, make it soothing. Listen to some harp music or white or green noise or pink noise. Just chill. Enjoy the moment of stillness. Don't be tempted to get busy again and hurry off and be in the same state again. Be still. All that other stuff in life can wait. Until you're less manic, be still. That anxiety will pass. This too shall pass, as they say. I mean, there's many other things that you can do. You can just do a quick Google. That'll tell you what you can do to relax. Or ask friends, family or chosen family what works for them. What is it that they do to relax? And just before I wrap up this episode, I know it's been a really heavy topic, but I really needed people to hear this because I feel within my empathic self, I'm an empath, I feel that there's someone out there that needs to hear this. I just want to take this opportunity to reach my arms across the internet and give you a virtual hug. And anxiety freaking stinks and it is exhausting I get it please just be kind to yourself don't push yourself too hard please and if there is anything that you do to soothe your anxiety please do get in touch and I will share your tips in future episodes if you want me to if you don't want me to that's fine 
if you want me to and you want it done anonymously do let me know but I hope that this episode has been useful to someone somewhere if the episode of this podcast has been useful to you I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review at the bottom of this page or wherever you get your podcasts so that I can help to grow the pod and reach more people for all the the podcast updates you can follow the Instagram page it's at life at your own will everything's in the show notes you can share these episodes anytime you like with your friends at your own will hence the podcast name and yeah I'll be hearing no you'll be hearing from me at the same time same place next week but until then take good care of yourself yeah Make sure you're doing all those self-care things that bring you those nice butterfly feelings in your tummy. The nice ones, not the nasty ones. What else can I say? Yeah, just be kind to yourself and it will pass, I promise. Get the help you need. Tell your friends and family. Don't make a permanent decision to a temporary problem. Take care. Much love. Ta-ra. <laughs>